Hello, everyone. Casey Wilson here. Danielle and I just wanted to say hi and drop a little something in the feed as we approach Valentine's Day to say that we love you all and we miss you. And if you're wanting to catch up, you can find us over at Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. So much is happening over there. I mean, I just can't even tell you. This community has expanded my heart and my privates, you know, at the end of the day. That's what's happened. Uh, What you're about to hear is an intro from one of our most recent bitch seshes in which I tell a very disturbing story of a past lover and I, an encounter I had that I'm not proud of. And Danielle updates us all on her hair journey at a uh, celebrity salon and what she's done. And it's really upsetting as well. Uh, Then you'll hear a little bit from a garbage sesh featuring our friend and comedian Andrea Savage, where she takes us through her her account of the show Naked Attraction, also very upsetting. And then finally, our dear, dear pal Paul Shear is on with Danielle discussing traitors. Enjoy. Bye. Oh, my God. I am thinking of a funny thing. <laughs> what? That happened. But, okay, so June, Diane, and I, you know, we each were, we lived together, and then we each, you know, somehow we both had to move so I am in an apartment and I can't afford it. So I find two people, one guy I kind of knew and then just straight up Craigslist guy. I cannot believe you found someone on Craigslist. Oh, Danielle, in I would think nothing of living with a Craigslist guy. <laughs> one, okay, Danielle, I, okay, I, the craziest story about a Craigslist person. <laughs> I'm abandoning that story. Okay. That guy didn't pay me rent. He w- went to the Fashion Institute. I printed up flyers in bright purple that said, do you know this man? He didn't no. pay me rent. And I spread them all around the outside of the <laughs> FIT. Okay, that's that story. Okay. Never heard from him. Okay. This is... The, luckily, my husband's never heard this podcast. <laughs> Thank God he doesn't listen, doesn't have a subscription. We're certainly not giving him one. <laughs> certainly not. I, I can't do that. Okay, Danielle. I've never told anyone this story. <laughs> okay. Truly a single solitary soul has this has been one like you take to the grave. Okay. I and why wait. I'm feeling the need to unburden myself. Is, oh God. I'm so excited. <laughs> my God, I have not thought of this. Okay. So my friend Laura Kindred, who I love and was you know, wasn't is a kindred spirit. She's one of my best friends. She's never been on the podcast because she was just like Star Wars, you know. Yeah. She's like, she has amazing. a Star Wars tattoo. Like she's always like, This isn't for me. She's also just like a brilliant person. That doesn't need to be I done know. in the gutter. Okay. No, I don't want her here. So Laura and I are living together in a, in a pink apartment we called the Pink Palace. Now, Laura's boyfriend at the time was the guitar player on SNL. And she was never not like flying to New York for like months on end and sticking me with a new Craigslist. <laughs> I've told you before, I had a porn editor. I had and I mean, people that you'd be like, oh, okay. don't don't. And I never met these people and neither did she. If I had been in your life then, Casey, these people would not have been in your apartment. Just know that. <laughs> I know. And she'd always be like, Casey, I'll hand you the key. So she'd never met a one of them. Right? <laughs> this wasn't like this like intense vetting process. It was like, who can we get in? We got to get a guy in there. Two of you. Okay. Get this guy. When I tell you, this is on my mom's life, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Okay. He arrives on a Thursday night. On Friday, I am supposed to fly to New York and my friend Pete Karenin, Pete agreed to take me to the airport. I'm also dating someone in New York. These are facts, okay? Okay. So Pete has nicely said, I'm going to take the airport. You know, I'm always running late to the airport. So when Pete comes, he's already now waiting in the kitchen. Like, come on, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there scrolling his phone waiting for me. 
this guy from Craigslist will call Charlie, okay, has come on a Thursday night. I have met him for one hour from nine to 10. It was like, we kind of sh- were shooting the shit for a second. I was like, he's a little odd, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like dissociated kind of guy. He tells me he's in real estate. Later found out he's a gun runner. Anyway, <gasps> now, okay. he, but he's not, he's definitely friendly, Casey. you know, ish. Yeah. He would smuggle guns from, yeah, you know. Yeah, I get it. Then he told me he worked for the CIA, also a lie. Okay. It's the only man Paul Wilson ever in his life was like, this is a no. Like my dad, <laughs> you know, can find. He'll let, oh yeah, he'll let and any straggler is it Paul's new best friend. Yes. Anyone has got a bright, we got a bright spot for him. Not this gentleman. <laughs> So Pete's in the Pete's in the kitchen and the way the apartment was set up, like you can't go anywhere. Like you would have to walk through the kitchen to go to the front door. Okay, Pete's there. There's two bedrooms. I'm like frantically, of course, packing. Pete can't see the living room where Charlie is sitting there Mm -hmm. on the couch. One hour we spent walking through the living room, frantically like grabbing socks and grabbing stuff. And (laughs) can't sell it. (laughs) No, Danielle, this is going to make me seem just truly psychotic. Now, remember, I'm at this point, I'm 23. Uh-huh. He says, and this is the direct quote this I'm going to This is Charlie. Hit. Charlie this the roommate. Charlie. Pete's can't hear this. Late for the airport to go and see my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he says, looks up really casually, and he says, I'd like to eat you out before you go to the airport. <laughs> Now, when I tell you I'm taking it back at a level that's like, <laughs> it was shocking, you know? It it was the most shocking <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And I say, okay. What? Casey? Yes. Casey? Yes, Danielle, I wasn't right. I wasn't right at that time. I wasn't right at all. <laughs> I was like Shonda Rhimes, like living my year of yes. I simply... <laughs> yep. I say, great. Now, then a lot's going through my mind. So I'm like, I got a shower. Like, and now again, Pete's like, are you coming? You know, like Spirit Airlines taking off. Wait, is Pete just doing a good deed as a friend and taking you to the airport? Of course. Of course. <laughs> again, Pete's in the kitchen, so he can't see the bedrooms or this, but he can see the door, the only door out. That's important to know. Okay. I jump in the shower. I do a quick horse bath, a quick splash off. <laughs> splash or hush. <laughs> splash my hush. Abandon packing. Go. If anyone publishes this one, I quit the podcast. Okay? <laughs> okay. If anyone, if this gets to Variety, I quit the podcast. I think Variety is going to pass on this. FYI, in the sound of music, the poor didn't want this one. Yeah, yeah. Variety's like we good. We we got our story. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the Atlantic will pick yeah. this one. So uh-huh. go into the bedroom. Uh-huh. Things occur now. Time things, is again. You mean the eating out occurs? Danielle, things occur. We don't need to tell it out. <laughs> You know, he made good on a promise. He did. Does he make good? <laughs> he did make good on a promise. Okay. Now, he was hot. That That's the headline I should have. I assumed. I assumed. Hot. Because no one just says, I'd like to eat you out. And you say yes. Like, there has to and be. And not my type. Like, frat, big frat guy energy. Like, so not my type. You know I like. You like know, a, that's my type. That's yes. very my type. Yeah. I love. And again, I did not marry that energy because I know it's best for me. And I love right. my husband. But He's giving young Jacks energy. Well, you know, and that's six pack. My, built, yes. Love a man this. who's can obviously confident. Okay? Yeah. And uh, that's the type of guy that you say yes that to that promise of the premise. <laughs> <laughs> so now I finish and now it's like, I don't think we're going to make this flight. 
And Pete's yelling, Casey, Casey, but I'm in the bedroom with the door shut. Now I hear Pete peeking into my bedroom. I lock the door and I'm like, Pete's like, Casey? Now he's on the bathroom. I hear him open the bathroom door. So it's like, where is she? There's nowhere for, it's almost like now we're in a magic act territory. So I say, fuck. I hear him go back again, not a big apartment. I hear him go back into the kitchen and I run from Charlie's bedroom to mine. I slam the door. I shimmy into jeans. I walk out and I'm not a good liar. I'm barely a good actress. And I go, hey, what's up? Now he goes, where were you? I go, what are you talking about? (laughs) My room doesn't even have a closet. I go, what? Danielle, he goes, where were you? I go, I I was in the bathroom. I said, well, oh, and then then he goes, no, you weren't. Where were you? I go, and then I say, I went out to the backyard for a second. He goes, the door's right there. (laughs) I go, I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't there. (laughs) Now, Danielle, I want to hear your story about a lie that you told. Oh, no. That's going to come right up because (laughs) this is, it's like you're, you're not even deep into it. You make a choice to lie that nobody gets even. Like, why wouldn't I just go, I'll tell you on the court. Yeah. I go, I went outside and I, so then it's like, okay, I missed you on the way out and missed you on the way in. I go, I went outside. Like, what about this? Don't you understand, buddy? Very rude. (laughs) We get in the car. He drives me to the airport. I never told him. It's a basically a mystery that has loomed large over our relationship. And are you guys still friends? Yes. (laughs) Great friends. I hope he hears this podcast. He's the best. And now he's now a therapist. I'm sure he's thought before. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Ooh. he knew exactly what was happening. And Terrific Charlie, therapist, shout the, out the, in LA. the gentleman caller, the gentleman mm. eater, mm. did he, where is he now? Do we know? And did you guys consummate the relationship in any other way? Yes. So we stayed together for like four weeks. I break up with my other guy. We stayed together for like maybe six weeks. Mm-hmm. Then he moves to LA because he was just there briefly to like continue our relationship. He gets mm-hmm. an apartment that when I tell you the vibes, we're so bad. It was like a black hole. And one day I'm in his apartment. I'm like helping him set it up. And I'm looking around and I'm like, how did I get here? Like, this isn't what my parents wanted for me. This is what my <laughs> grandfather raised me. You know, like, this is not right. <laughs> and he runs to work. And now what? this was the thing I was most attracted to him by. Mm-hmm. This local shop. He came in every day speaking of bagels. And they named a bagel after him. And I was like, he's going wow, to the top. You, so that was fake. You're like, he's famous. He's Real famous. I was like, time to hitch my wagon to a star. <laughs> to the bagel guy. <laughs> yeah, it was like fun to see his name on the... When you're bagel famous, Casey, you, you, it's a rocket Although ship. it had sprouts and he was always too healthy when to hike. Like, I was like, this is done. Want to go line dancing? I'm like, and no, thank you. Have you seen him on our screens? No. Okay. Now, what I write, Danielle, I take out a piece of loose leaf and a marker. Mm-hmm. And I write... I can't do this. I'm so sorry. And I tape it to the like, you know, that like glass in a shower. That's like old yeah. school. I tape it to it and I never saw him again. I was like, I got to get out of here now. Casey, you pulled a burger on him from Sex and the City. I did, Danielle. I was just like, it's it, it's so mean that I'm just leaving. But he was also kind of a bad guy. So I just said, no, well, he's I'm not even going to talk this through. Like, this is a no. I actually had like a little scared feeling about talking it through. Wow. And that Casey. was that. Now, Danielle, you told a lie this week. Casey, can we? I don't know that we can recover from this story. (laughs) I've got to move on. We have so many things to talk about. I know. Should we save my story for next week? Or I guess we just move into it? Okay. Because I've now told a lie. Okay. And you told many lies this week. This week. Bold face. Is it bald Bald. face or bold face? I think it's bold faced. Bold Bold face lies. Bold face lies. And and I'd like you to own up to them. Well, I'm never going to own up to them to the people that need to. 
it to be owned up to, but I will on this podcast. So as you guys know, a few months ago, I went into a very fancy salon, very fancy place, mm-hmm. and felt that I was not welcome there. Not that I wasn't welcome, but that I wasn't that I wasn't chosen. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. be honest that I was and rejected. you weren't welcome. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel up to par. And I wasn't up to par when I saw the caliber of their clients like they I shouldn't have been there. Like, I know where I stand in the Hollywood hierarchy and I was fine with it. And I hate to make a parallel, but I think Mm -hmm. them saying basically like you're not welcome here is the equivalent of me saying, you know, can I eat you out? Like both of us should have said no. And yet you continued on. I did. Well, so did you. You let him eat you (laughs) out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these are very similar stories. If you at the base, I got something and you got great highlights. Yes. Great. So I at that point, I should because I went for that person. But then I got they said, but our one of our assistants can see you. And they the assistant ended up being fantastic. And I'm so happy spending a lot less money for great hair. Like everything worked out as it Beautiful. should be. Thank you. And I've been back a few times. Like Beautiful. I'm very happy. And so because I'm so happy, I'm really trying not to rock the boat, though I did talk about this on my podcast. I didn't say the names of any of the people. I just, you know, say general that we well, did name clients. <laughs> I read matter. the list of clients, so it's yes, traceable. But those people have lots of different hair people, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I go into the salon this week, getting us, you know, getting my hair done, having a chat, having a lovely time. Everyone's treating me great the you know the main are. The, yes and we're happy as clams again lovely talented people so i have forgotten myself if you will like i'm just chit chatting as i do getting my hair done just started the process have like four foils in my hair okay and i am talking to my hairdresser who my colorist and i'm talking about you know, what I do for a living. I happen to mention that I'm a podcaster. Why would you say that? Casey, I got too comfortable. I got way comfortable. And I forgot where I was and who I was. And I said, I do this podcast called Bitch Sesh now. Danielle. I've already heard this story and I'm still appalled. At the mention of the name, the other assistant comes up and says, Bitch Sesh, that's your podcast? And I'm like, yes. And he says, did you talk about us, like our salon and stuff, like (laughs) on the podcast? I'm like, huh, what? (laughs) Now you are at a crossroads. You're a fork in the road here. I'm at a fork in the road because I have four foils in my hair. So we have just started the process. I can't go nowhere. I'm going to be here for two hours, min. Okay. So I say, huh. No, he's like, oh, I go, my podcast, I go, we did, I didn't talk about the salon. He goes, I go, my podcast is a show about reality TV. <laughs> so that's <laughs> lie number one. Okay. Number I was one. like, we wouldn't talk about beauty because uh, my podcast is, is not, not what reality we do TV. Here. That's not, that's not, that might I be do. Some, what someone else does. Yeah, yeah that's not mine. Again, first lie, because at that moment I was at a crossroads. I could have just said, yeah, it was no big deal. Like, haha. I was, you know, I was just saying, like, I was making fun of myself for not sort of, you know, getting chosen, you know, like, so, but I could, I didn't choose that at that moment, you guys. And when I say it was the wrong choice, because I said, (laughs) I said, no, um, 
I, I'm it's a reality TV podcast. We don't talk about like hair and beauty, like hoping that that's the end. <laughs> and he says, no, no, no. This was definitely a reality TV podcast. And the person, I guess a friend of mine said that the person that said this was very upset because they didn't they said that they didn't get chosen, you know, to come in. But, you know, our main person, like they are so busy, they just don't have time for anyone. It wasn't personal. They just seriously don't have time. And I go, no, I said, look, I'm here now. So again, <laughs> I'm doubling down. No, I'm tripling now. Now, I simply said, no, I'm here now. So that couldn't have been me because I'm here. <laughs> no, I think they even came back. <laughs> they said they even came back. And I think they're seeing you, the person who's currently doing my hair. Danielle, right? no. So he's like now basically been like, and I think the name was Danielle Schneider. It's basically yeah, so where he's. We're almost we, there. We are. Yeah, we're there. I, I, so when he points to the person who's doing my hair right now and says, I think they're seeing you and I think they've come back and I think they're seeing you. I simply said, well, it's not me. <laughs> You're like shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. And and I said, you know, I and and the the. Other person was like, I mean, it wasn't rejection. I mean, it was really like the person just took it so personally. And I said, well, I don't take anything personally. I mean, I get rejected all the time. And then we just looked at each other and then uh-huh. they <laughs> walked away. And I was just like, you know, that part in like Steel Magnolias where like everyone's saying that Malin is giving Julie Roberts care- Shelby a kidney and everyone's shocked. And then they kind of go back to hairdressing and she's like, you, I'm dripping. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? To like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, clean up this, my neck. I'm dripping. Like right, that's what that shift moment the focus. was like. Yeah. To shift the focus. I was like, well, so how are you doing? Like it was Casey. And how did this person walk away from you with just like a, I got your number or just genuine. They knew. Yeah, they knew. They simply knew. I I believe they knew. And I knew. And I had four foils in my hair. Well, we know you knew. (laughs) And did your colorist know? No, I I think that they didn't know because they hadn't been told one person. Or they just they might have known and just felt sorry for me because I was so obviously lying. Guess what? They know now. Well, now, but because the second you, you scuttled out the door, <laughs> talked about it. And look, the person that told these people that I had spoken to them, they're gonna tell again that it, it was me. And by the way, whomever this person is, I consider a traitor to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they should go on traitors because yeah, we now have two two rats two- in our midst. Two rats that are missed. So they told this person. Although in this so, case, I'm thrilled. This played out like it did. I love it. Yeah. Well, and so now I do have an appointment to go back in two months and I'm going back, Casey. And when they say it was definitely no you. Shame. No shame. When they say it wasn't, it was you, I'm going to simply say, no, it wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like <laughs> I, if that's your reality and that's, that's your narrative. Your, but this is my narrative. I'm going to be real Monica about it and just be like, this is not the story I'm telling myself. It is so Monica. <laughs> it's so Monica coded. And we're so happy to have you here. Now, you told us about a little show because this this episode is a bit of a potpourri. We just wanted to sit down and talk with you because you're so funny and so wonderful. Oh, thank you. And you told us about a reality show that you're deep into. <laughs> Speaking of our opener and conversation. Yes. And we have brought up this show on this show where yep. we have been like remiss that we haven't been just watching. Like, and, and even also like, what is it? Can have you, you guys seen this show? 
No. I have. Casey's actually mad at me that I didn't tell her about it. Okay. I have been lured by the British siren that is Naked Attraction. How did you come to it? How did you come to it? A friend of mine was like, holy shit, there's a show where everyone's dicks are out. And... (laughs) I, and I ran and, and like a siren song. And like the siren you song, I ran to Max. And they were like, and it's the number one show and it's British. I think what I like about it, because I also love the Great British Baking Show, by the way, Casey. <laughs> Thank I, you. Casey. Well, you know, it's interesting because those shows get confused for each well, other. They have so much. I know that they're, you're joking, but there is a... There is a way they still speak. So every, so basically, this is what it is. There is a person, it is a dating show, but instead of like interviewing people, you basically decide there's one person who's the chooser, they go, and there's five or six people in colored pods standing, and they get revealed from their toes to their navel. And you then make your first selection of who you're going to eliminate based just on genitalia alone. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, whoever thought of this should just win like one of, you know, be knighted over there. Or like a Pulitzer. Them, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Elton Elton John. John. Where was this person when they thought of it? I really want to know that. Like, were they at like a mixed salad shop? Like, where were they? I think they were probably talking to their girlfriend and they were like, if I had seen this guy's dick before we had been on date five, I would have gone running. I think somebody was like, the point of it is like, what if you just got all that embarrassing stuff out first? So then basically, let me walk you through. So, but they do it in such a way where there's this lovely host and she sounds so proper. And she goes, do you like a tidy, do you like a tidy ball? And they go, would you like to take a closer look? And then they peer right no, up to No, they it. don't, Andrea. Yes, they don't peer. They peer. And they do it politely, like a <laughs> lovely British person. And like with respect. With respect. And then she'll be like, uh, would you turn around? And then they all turn around and they all act like they're having tea. But literally. I have a question. Do you see butthole? Well, you don't unless, which I have said, by the way. Most people I know are like, ha, 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 I watched two episodes. I have now watched (laughs) at least a full season. I don't know why I'm finding it now fascinating who goes on the show. So basically, so sometimes when they should turn around, they will ask them to do a squat or something just to see. (laughs) But they do it in a very, squat, please. I love that. Let's see. And you want to see just sort of what's going to happen. And Do they make men squat and women yes. squat or just men squat? No, everybody. Ooh, I don't think I would like to squat. Nobody. I, they'll make people. I don't want to be an open face sandwich in that way. Well, if, then <laughs> I wouldn't recommend getting on this show if you're not ready to be a tartine um, sandwich. <laughs> um, but also what I like is like also men come on and they have a myriad of vaginas. I've never, and they're all, everyone shaves. There's basically no pubic hair on this show. Oh, why? Is that a choice? I think it's just a thing. I think nobody has pubic hair anymore under a certain age. Maybe like in the pilot, maybe in the pilot, a lot of women did and they're like, they didn't get picked. I got to say, I would not be accepted. I'd be not accepted on that show, obviously. You would be cut from the first round. (laughs) I would be cut. (laughs) They would just be be like casting. (laughs) By the way, you wouldn't make it past casting. You really wouldn't. No. Um, Too much bush. Too much bush. And- 
then it, then then so you they they remove one person then they go up above the chest so then you've got boobs or pecs out wait i have a question about removal so is there a certain type of wiener or vagina that gets tossed early you know what i hair, mean like a certain for sure hair <laughs> i will say the other thing that's fascinating uh-huh. circumcised or not circumcised a lot almost all of them are uncircumcised and as someone who has had my share of encounters with penises in my life, sure, I am I, I am not terribly well versed in the uncircumcised world. It is neither am I. Wild guys. Sometimes there's a little at the end. Sometimes there's a whole little extra sort of chewing gum pack at the end. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I never also realized the variety of vaginas. I knew there were a bunch. Well, I just I hadn't know. looked when someone's standing up how much there's because they'll be like, "Do you tucked in vagina? Is that what you prefer?" I'd be like, do you like a tucked in? You like a tidy vagina? You know, no, an innie or an outie. I just wasn't aware there was so much variation of how much the vulva's in or out, and I like that it's taken on with such scientific sort of politeness. I think they also do a lot of like books now where like love your body books and they'll show like different, it's more like cartoon drawings of different types of yes. vaginas, which I think is nice. So it doesn't make anyone feel crazy or alone or whatever. Also, after you've been cut, you step out of your pod fully nude, meet Stop. the person who cut you and you you hug them while you're nude. No, and Andrea, no, you don't <laughs> Yes, you do. And then you walk out and there's a signature shot every time someone walks out right on their butts. Nude no, butts. there's not. Yes, there is. Casey. So they walk out and then the next person gets cut over their either boobs or pecs or whatever. That person comes out, does a nude hug. You see their ass on the way out. Then you get to see their face. Then there's another. And then when it gets down to two, you get to hear them, their voice. Then when it gets down to two, the person who's choosing walks off camera, gets nude. Stop. (gasps) And then the two. Okay, so they're going to be tested as well. Yes. So that's the thing is they sit there judging everyone. There's a bit of a very uncomfortable sort of like, is this some sort of like, you know, these women or men just out there and they're just picking apart their bodies. It's very sort of patronizing and all this. But then they have to come out nude. So there's now three nude people and the, the lovely host and the, the 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 nude contestants now comment on the nude chooser's body, what they like about it. And then they go and then they pick between the, so they finally make their selection and then they go on a date clothes. So then they put the clothes on. Wow. And how many of these couples work out? So many of them end in utter disaster. It is, so then you catch up with them six weeks later. So then they have a little thing. Because imagine who's going on this show. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> sure. Anyone that maybe didn't make Great British Bake Off, they call. They call. It's down the hall. It's literally down the hall. When you don't make, it's mm-hmm. like you go from one to the other. There's so much, though, about it that you, I, I, I have gotten fascinated by this show. I feel like it's a scientific, like, Interesting who goes on it, why people tell themselves they're on it. So I was like, why do you want to date? Why do you want to go on a dating shoe where you pick people nude? You know, and they're like, I just want to, you know, feel like people are going to accept me for who I am. 
But then they end up picking like the most shallow, obvious person. And then that person like fucks them and then doesn't call them. And then they're shocked. Because it's so interesting. Like if you if you go on a couple dates with someone, you love their face, no yes. matter what they look like. You're like, they're funny. They're fun. Yes. By the time you get to what you're working with, you're you're ready to make some concessions. You make concessions. You're going to let some things slide. You, you but know? you're not going to let everything slide. Mm-mm. No, but but I'm just saying like it, to go this way. I love that they're trying to act like because like. What's the one on the pods? Love is blind. Yeah. That one I get a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, we, we really want you to like get to know each other's minds. This one, the idea that they're trying to make it like, this is the way we should have been doing it is so insane. And they have a lot of scientific facts throughout. Like, actually, oh! 27% of people say that they prefer a bigger areola. And the reason why, like... And let me ask a question. Is it... Statistically, you've watched enough now, so I can ask you mm-hmm. statistics. Mm-hmm. As a scientist. Which is, as, as a, a scientist, scientist. I do like to think that Dr. I'm basically Savage. a scientist. Yeah. Well, you're just a, you know, really a professor, but let's not go crazy. So um, mm. w- would you say most women choose, or men, because I'm sure that there are, yeah. uh, you know, lots of different choices here, but um, a bigger penis? Do you think that that is, or people are like, no, that's too big? Keep in mind, these are flaccid penises. They can't get anybody hard. <laughs> I, I have spent more, I'll be honest, too much time wondering why nobody is having a-, a Thank you. Why don't you show us that? That feels very, um, really upsetting for the women. Like, show us really what's happening. But also, I can't tell with some of them because they're circumcised. I can't tell- I feel like a lot of people are halvesy. They're like half hard, half soft. Like it, it's hard to be ha- hard while you're being you're picked sta- apart. Where you're literally up on like a like a platform being, you know, bid on. So I think they're nervous. <laughs> but then I think some guys kind of fluff themselves ahead, and some don't. Here's what I like about the show, if I may. Mm-hmm. Women's bodies are so on display right away. Yes. You know, fine, okay, we're wearing clothes, but like. At the pool, we're basically naked. Yes. Walking around life. Yes. You know, you can see what someone's got going on and we're judged by it constantly. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a man out there and I want to judge them. There is something. Do we have micro penises happening? There, um, there, there are definitely, it's so wild to me why a man would go on this or a woman to just know that you're going to get sort of, they're very polite. Well, they'll be like, I usually like a little, that's a little bit of a small penis for me. I like a bigger penis. Right, as though everyone else might like it, but like, I think, and call me, me call crazy. crazy. Um, <laughs> I, more than an inch, you know. But I have to say, though vaginas look different, are there, is there such a thing as a ginormous, like, yes. vagina? I'm telling really? you, I've seen some things on this show where there's so much outy versus any. I realized I like a tucked in vagina. I've realized that I prefer, if the host were ever to ask me, I prefer a tucked in vagina. Um, I actually am like, whoa, that's too much coming out for me. And a lot of these, it's too, too in my face, so to speak. And when you say tucked in, Mm -hmm. are we talking about like the flaps on the side (laughs) or the whole thing? Um, it's the inner, um, the labia menorah probably is what it is. Oh, like that middle layer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that can be beefier. Oh, Casey, this is what I'm saying. I was not aware of the levels of the menorah. 
By the way, it sounds like I'm talking about Hanukkah. It sounds like you're talking about Hanukkah. I was is like, it, yeah. Is there a vagina that looks like a menorah? Some of them do. Okay. Some of them do. Wow. I can't remember exactly why I started watching it, but I was watching a Peacock, but I wasn't watching the American version. I had heard the UK version was amazing. And I watched mm-hmm. the UK version and I was like, holy shit, why isn't everybody watching the show? I watched the UK version and then immediately went to YouTube at the end and tried to find every reunion. I'm listening to podcasts what? and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm on board and no one can talk to me about it. No. But my whole family watched it and we were all on board. And then we went to America season one. And within the first episode, we all categorically were like, fuck this show. We hate season one. Our whole family was like, it's terrible because season one is just a pale recreation of season two. So we, we jettisoned season one. Then I got into Australia and Australia knocked my fricking socks off. What makes it so good? Why? Why? And we'll talk about season two. I just want to give you a little bit of background on this too. For, for the people who love it, Australia is amazing because in the UK and the United States, it's people who want to be on reality TV. In the United States, it's people who are reality TV stars. In Australia, it's just people who want money. It's like an electrician is going up against, you know, um, just a random person. Like There are some celebrities there, but it's a much more... The stakes are higher. Yeah. And a duplicitous game. They play a tough game. I don't want to give you any big spoilers, but I will say that now season two of uh, American and UK really have taken it up a notch. So I don't know if season one of Australia is as good as I remember, but season two of Australia, which you can't even get yet. And I had to go. How'd you get it? (laughs) Oh, my friend, Lisa Gilroy, her husband has a server. Lisa's the best. And her husband hooked me up. Yeah, I'll hook you up with it. I'll give you you season two. Season two Traders Australia is undeniably one of the best shows I've seen on TV because the ending is knock your socks off. Great. So I'll say that. I'll say that okay. that Australia is just its own beast. It's not in the same castle. They don't do the same tasks. It's like it's Australia rules. And I've heard that Australia does all their shows better. Like Survivor Australia is really 10 times better than Survivor uh, US. I can't even imagine. Now, can I just say, though, first yeah. of all, I can't. Because the Alan Cumming effect, mm-hmm. whatever he he is doing the job he was meant to do, he is. I disagree with you on this. What? I don't like him on this show Wh- at all. Paul. <laughs> okay, traitors. Now we're going to go into my secret funeral. <laughs> I love it. I am the campiness. I will say that it's funny because Matt will walk in. And just see Alan coming and be like, what is happening? I don't like this at all. So you and Matt, he's not watching the show with me, but he has watched a little because he was a big Survivor yes. fan. But he also doesn't seem to be on the Alan Cumming tip. Where I knew I that am you and obs- I were going to get into a fight about this because I saw <laughs> you post about him. And and I get it. I do get it. Like, he I- is incredible. He makes it. It's campy, but it also makes it spooky. He's enjoying it. He is mm. the only person that can be doing this job. Who's doing it in Australia? Who's doing it in England? Oh, they're better. They're better. Claudia Winkleman is doing it in the UK. Who is this person? All right, Claudia Winkleman. I think her, part of her thing is that she gets like uh, a self tan every day. 
<laughs> uh, she does look a little bit like a Oompa Loompa. Like this is self-described. Like she says, okay. I get a tan every day. It's not me like uh, shaming anyone. I'm just- Tan shaming. Uh, You're not tan shaming. I'm not tan shaming. God bless her. She looks great. But when I first saw her, I was like, whoa, wow. Okay. okay. Like, it was a little intense. And then the other guy in Australia, his name is Roger. June hates Roger. I like Roger. Uh, Roger was in Rent in Australia. I do love Rent. I do yes. love Rent. So that is a plus. That is a, something in his corner. Now, Roger Corser also has the breathiness of Alan Cumming because Alan Cumming is always like this. And then Roger seems like he's also like, okay. They're always breathing. Now, look, I like Alan Cumming. I think he was the MC in Cabaret. If we're going oh, Broadway to I Broadway, me it. too. So it. let's just. And I love Alan Cumming. I do. I just think he's too campy. I want somebody to be a little like, I don't feel like he's reprimanding me like I feel like the other hosts do. And, I, and maybe it's unfair to compare him to the other hosts. I will just say that I want him to be a little more cruel. Like when they <laughs> vote out uh, a faithful, he's like, okay, well, you did your job bad. It's like the other ones make you feel like you idiot, you dummy, you're messing up. And I feel like he doesn't have the, he's got the style. He's got but the But not the look, gravitas. Not the gravitas. He's got the accent. And I feel like he's pumping up that accent. Danielle, I feel like that, oh, that's what Matt says. Matt's like, that's not real. I'm like, that is real. That that's is like totally an Irish real. person doing an Irish accent. It's like they're, they're like they're drilling into it. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be Scottish. It's yes, it's very Scottish and it's very like and he might be. I mean, he's definitely camping it up. But I I'm like, it makes me scared Love for the people. His outfits are incredible. I mean, Love them. I like when he talks right to the camera, like on yes. a couch in the middle mm -hmm. of like a dark night and he's just yes. like stroking a dog. I'm like, this is a dream job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best job in TV. <laughs> it's the can you can you get a job in? The, I do feel like I would love this job and I don't have the, the fame best. to have this, but I would love to live vicariously through you and for you to get a job on one of these shows. First of all, Danielle, you would actually be fantastic uh, wouldn't i i mean i, I don't do my be. own horn a lot but i just need some costumes i'll provide the drama no because what <laughs> you have and this is what claudia winkleman has and i will stop talking about the other shows and i'll say this you have the sweet and you could also be cutting and i think that that's you. what you need and i think alan cumming doesn't i don't believe his cutting i feel like his cutting is coming from pre-written lines like i think he's like he's a little bit more on the um the faithful side and oh. not kind of not kind of tweaking them. Now I will say I love season two of, of uh, American traders. Like I, like I came around and this season is the best. Isn't it's it? So now, good. What are you loving about this season? I mean, uh, I do I say poverty. is it, poverty is in, I mean, I remember her from back in the day yes. and I remember, I remember her from back in the day and she always played hard there's also sandra from back in the day i like it sandra's good sandra's been a little quiet part i mean here's the thing about traders like survivor it doesn't really get good until you're down to, like it, it's good it's fun and the show has mm -hmm. been great but where it really gets good is like when you're down to like eight like you know when it's really coming down to a lot of manipulation and lying because you can still kind of hide in this show. And Parvati, though, did the best move of any of these shows, which was poisoning her friend. Watching that move when she poisoned her friend with the cup, mm. that was the most duplicitous thing I've ever seen. Ek and Sue. So when Phaedra said, not Ek and Sue. Oh, Ek and Sue.
Also, if you join Garbage World and you are a bougie bitch, we have a live Valentine's Day show on the 14th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Danielle's Aunt Rana is coming on to take all of your love questions. That is Jessica Chaffin. But really, honestly, we don't even see her as Jessica Chaffin anymore. She is all of our Aunt Rana. And that will be live. We'll also have videos and uh, a chat and some polls. It's going to be very fun. Uh, That link will be sent out uh, prior to the show. And also, if you don't have time to kind of watch it or listen to it in person, you can do so anytime after. It'll be um, in your account. Okay, everyone, hope to see you over there soon. Um, Go on now, get. Get on over there now. Get, get. Bye, everyone.